Welcome to Monet Where Truman Radio. I am your host, Byron Pendison. This episode is going to be a chat with fellow Fernsedere and podcaster Craig James. We had some technical difficulties, so we had to record it in multiple segments. Please bear with us. I'm still trying to find my feet. Without much ado, let's get started. Well, welcome, Craig. Um, I'm glad you could join me today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Craig James. I, uh, been around the internet uh, some time. I have my own podcast. Could have been at a barbecue. It uh, has nothing to do with what we'll talk about here, but some good wholesome fun, we'll say. <laughs> I'm I'll doing put a link in today. the show note for it. Absolutely. Uh, it's minus 41 right now, so I do have a blanket on me because I'm freezing. But uh, other than Same that, here. Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty cold. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know where you're at, but here in the Midwest, uh, it can get cold in the wintertime, that's for sure. I'm in the frozen north of Canada, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I think I think it's just barely right at freezing on that, so I don't think it's too bad compared to that. Oh, God. It's supposed to be minus 45 tomorrow morning, Celsius. Oh, man. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can, like, got ice in my windows. But yeah, uh, probably not just talking about the weather today, I would assume, although that could be a really fun conversation. (laughs) Well, just to let our listeners know, um, if you're on the fence of the Silver, Craig here goes by Lay of Geet there. Yeah. And uh, it might be my normal name again, but who knows? (laughs) uh, Well, those things can change quite a bit sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but. Why don't you go ahead and describe your practice a little bit? All right. So I have a very interesting, well, I wouldn't say interesting, but it's a very varied practice. I kind of came into it different from most people nowadays, I would say. I uh, had a, When I was a kid, I was you know Christian, like most people are in these parts. Um, that kind of went away when I was 13, when uh, my grandmother passed away. She was very devout, and just the way it went down, it kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth so i was kind of like shunned off of it for a bit um i kind of first stepped into like hellenic polytheism uh just trying to find that hole i didn't really realize as a kid that people's like these religions you could still practice and find stuff because it was like the early 2000s i didn't have a internet yet so (laughs) finding stuff back then was like next to impossible uh that progressed i kind of just was agnostic for a long time and um always had like a feeling like with polytheism that was kind of always my thought like there are multiple deities i didn't really know where i fit i did courses in buddhism i've kind of been everywhere and then kind of fell into heathenry because of just looking at um like ancestry stuff and that's kind of where i began because not that you have to go by that but that's just yeah. a nice a nice starting point um but yeah that's kind of where i started i never really the the norse realm which is great especially if you want information a lot more information there um it just never really like worked for me like i when i would try it i just i didn't have i didn't feel anything when i did it and when i found um the wind of the world tree youtube channel and following from that i was like oh no this feels like a lot more myself and uh that's kind of where it began i don't i do have like other gods that i worship as well like uh i have an apollo or apollon if you want to be hellenic um he's on my altar because he was the first god i found when i was 13 years old so <laughs> he's always going to be there i got uh, thunor um a freak just came today so i have that up there so a little bit of a mixture but uh, i try to keep it within the uh anglo-saxon style as much as i can i'm trying to learn the calendar oh my goodness <laughs> well uh, do you have any questions about the calendar we can, we can discuss that for a minute if you want well 
I am like absolutely. T- it's it's, I, it's funny that I settled on this particular path because language is very important. <laughs> and growing up, I was always terrible at language. Like I have like a learning disability. I was so bad at language that like in in Canada, you know, it's bilingual for the most part. They pulled me out of French in grade six because I was just so bad. Like I just like just grasping other language just does not work for me. So I'm like looking at these words and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm saying them right half the time. Like even friends do, I'm like, am I even saying that right? Who knows? And everyone says it different. So, Well, yeah, that's one of the things is with old English, we only have a rough idea of how it's, of how it's pronounced to begin with. Because yeah. obviously no one's around who was around when it was spoken. You can't really go too wrong with it. Like there's people who pronounce it fair and do. I pronounce it fair and with the uh, sound at the end. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> our pronunciation doesn't really matter. I mean, the whole point in my mind, the whole point of communication of language is communication. Yeah. So if you're communicating, it doesn't really matter if your pronunciation is right or not. Yeah. As long as, as, long as, you, as, long as you feel you it communicate correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do actually use um, even before. I was in the server because I, well, I'm in it again now, but I took a, a break for a while. But uh, when I was in it before, I actually used your blog because you had the calendar. And I was, because uh, I, originally I was using the wheel of the year, which is pretty typical when you're first starting out in polytheism. It's yeah. There. And I would slowly like take out one and then add like the, uh, like with the right corresponding day and change it to like the old English holiday, which I'm probably not going to remember any of them off the top of my head. <laughs> head right now but uh, i think the uh, first one i did was like um oh my goodness i'm trying to pull it up real quick uh i actually still do the wheel of the year i do both because i uh, the group i'm in is a eclectic pagan group yeah so my group worship is eclectic and so we use the wheel of the year and then my private praxis is anglo-saxon heathen so then i use the uh I use my calendar, my calendar on my website for that my personal practice. Yeah, so you just got holidays all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that, then you have all the secular holidays. <laughs> that was uh, oh god, let's try this uh, old English uh, pronunciation. Eosterdag. Uh, <laughs> oh, Eosterdag. I was I was closer than I thought. Yeah, that's <laughs> not bad. The, uh, the ask G makes the I sound. Okay. So it's kind of like AI and aisle. That's kind of yeah. how I remember it. But yeah, it makes the I sound like in my or try. Um, the A, the EO is just, uh, it's a long E, so it's AR. Uh, okay. So it's just AOSTODI. And, uh, there's a lot of different names for that one because there is no recorded name for the festival. Yeah, uh, some people like say Oscar Fest. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are people who just call it Easter. Yeah. And Ostara, uh, if you're following the, the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I've always found it kind of funny about uh, Ostara being on the spring equinox. When the spring equinox is almost always in the month before Aostos month. <laughs> I always have a special spot for that holiday because that was the, a couple of years ago, it was the first holiday I like celebrated not to myself, like out loud, I guess. It was the first oh, yeah. real like holiday where I was like, okay, I, <laughs> at that time I didn't really have a like niche, but I was like, you know, I've been pagan forever on and off i have different holidays and i'm going to celebrate one this year and they're like oh cool and that was the first one so that one always holds like a special spot for me i always try to go all out for that one because it was like my first and i uh oh yeah now some of the names is just so hard yeah to pronounce. and the w- the thing about the wheel of the year is it's kind of spliced together between Celtic and Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. Because Samhain, of course, is Celtic. Yeah. And then you have Yule, which is uh, Anglo-Saxon. Well, 
Not just in the Celtics too, I believe. Do what? I think uh, in block too, or I'm probably not. Yeah, that yeah. Celtics as well. Yeah. I've always found funny that there's two New Years in there because Sawin is New Year's for the uh, Celtics, (laughs) and then the uh, Anglo-Saxons was Yule. Yeah. Just to make the but, calendars more fun, let's just do double New Year's too. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but that's go, the thing, Gardner, the guy uh, who founded Wicca, he kind of spliced together the different traditions of Britain. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. That, after, that was I that long it. ago. They just built the religion. <laughs> yeah. About. 70 years ago now, I think. 70 to 100 years. That's crazy. I guess... Um, oh, what's that? There's one that's... Uh, was it the uh, Bilal, Bilal Faith? That's relatively recent, too. I think it's like 150 years old. What is it? It's it's spelled like B-H-A-L, I think, and then it's an apostrophe A-I. It's like Bilal Faith. Oh, I think yeah. of uh, Baha'ism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pronunciations. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah, thing I picked the reconstruction with all the pronunciations. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and and the different languages are particularly hard for me because I don't have someone that I really talk about it with because all my reconstructions is old English, and then I just. This goes over. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time I ever see it too. Is uh, it's in the server, and then sometimes you yeah, get the rune chat in there too. And I'm just, I've never really dabbled in runes, even though I've been kind of practicing in this particular space for a couple of years. I've never really dabbled with runes. To the audience, this is just a few days later because we had technical glitches and had to reschedule the rest of the conversation. But we're back with with Leovgeet, or Craig. (laughs) Sorry, that's what I know you as from the Ferns of the Soval. Hey, it doesn't uh, doesn't matter, Craig James, Leovgeet. James Reed, I could have been at a barbecue, which I think dropped today. Um, Quick uh, thing, I am doing like a an old Instagram blog of like pagan related things, not like my personal stuff, but like altars and little things. So, um, well, if I can throw that link out there real quick, it's uh, far F A R from obviously F R O M and Albion A L B I O N because you know, reconstructing Anglo Saxon heathenry, and I don't live in England, hence the name. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. I I thought of it, and I'm like, I like the ring to that. <laughs> it's not too bad. But yeah. So, uh, how about we start with, you said you were relatively new to Ferencida. Have there been any sources you've found particularly helpful in reconstructing or adding that to your practice? It's actually hilarious that that's the topic you decided to cover because i i already had the tabs open because i was looking at it earlier <laughs> i literally have like the four ones that i use already open uh obviously the uh friends to do website i believe it's just friends to do faith isn't it yeah yep yeah uh, balefeld and i and the mod team over the fence of the silver threw that together because yeah. there has been a, a lot of lack of uh resources for beginners so we wanted to make sure we had something out there yeah, so I reference that one quite a bit. I use it uh, a fair amount. Uh, I love the uh, color scheme of it too, the blue and the yellow. And also, not really an important thing in a way, but it's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> that that would be Balefeld, I believe, because I don't have a good eye for aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second one is his blog, Wind in the World Tree. I mean got to use that one that was probably that was a it was that one that made me get into the um the practice in general because i was kind of roaming around i was 
I like was studying Buddhism and then kind of dipped into Hellenic Roman paganism and then kind of came to Norse, but like it just didn't feel right. Like I felt like it was missing something. Like I was on the right path, but not like the right path, if that makes sense. And then went to the world tree. I was like, Oh, there's this, but like different. And I just found it spoke more to me than the Norse. Road. Not that there's anything wrong with the Norse, road, of course, but uh, oh yeah, of course. It just didn't quite feel right for me. So, podcast, the website, uh, that's great. Uh, I've actually have used yours quite a bit as well, uh, even before I was talking to you in the server. I can't pronounce how what yours is. Well, I can try, but uh, I think it would be, you would know better than me how it's pronounced. Mine Weir Truman. And it actually means my roots. Because it was my ancestors that, uh, I feel like my ancestors led me to hair. Kind of like went around a bit before I kind of came back to my ancestry. I wasn't really sure. I knew like roughly where I was on the map, but like I hadn't really traced it yet. So actually, uh, I thought it was more um, Gaulish because I, I, but that was my adopted family because they're from uh, northern France. So my actual like, you know, genetic heritage, I was able to dig up. I'm actually more uh, Gaelic, but. I'm Gaelic Saxon. <laughs> I don't know anything about Gaelic polythe- polytheism, though. It's su- I, I, I dipped into it. The resources for that are super hard to find. I know there is a couple good ones, but I can't think of them off the top of my head, and I don't practice it, so don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the so- other one I use is more recent. It's uh, not uh, Anglo-Saxon, but it is Saxonish. Is that um, it's the igwine.org? Oh, Ingwina.org. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Osric is a silver ally of ours. Because yeah, so he, he, he has his own silver as well. Yeah, I, I uh, joined that one too. Uh, I kind of like use your calendar and then... Because I made my own little holiday thing so I can keep track. And I was kind of like looking at each one and kind of deciding like, okay, do I want to use this? Because it's uh, fairly similar because you have them laid out and they kind of have what? What some of them mean, like the one that just happened is uh, Seab Timber. Yeah, since these pronunciations, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it to the professional. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not professional by any means, but um, no. a- actually, on, on my uh, web page for the calendar page, uh, unless it has parentheses, most of those were actually came up, came from Osric's website. Yeah, see. So it was, it was pretty easy to go back and forth because it was pretty similar. <laughs> if you uh, use that as a reference, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, uh, I, you have a different one. I remember back in the day, uh, you had a your website was the same name, but it was a different website. Oh, uh, yeah, it was WordPress. But my calendar page was a totally separate page on some free web hosting because I couldn't figure out how to get the JavaScript for my calendar page to work on WordPress. And I decided I wanted to have it, have it on my website. Yeah, no, and so for technical for technical reasons, I decided I would go out and use a different uh, platform. Yeah, it was hard because uh, I say like I knew, but that's not necessarily true. Like I've been kind of practicing it. Uh, Oh, God. Uh, I would say like a year and a half. Uh, probably heathenry for two years, but Saxon probably the last year and a half. The thing that makes me feel like a beginner is that uh, in the summer, I took like, I just had like a crisis of life and I just, I just completely stopped practicing everything. I basically just sat on the couch and watched sports for like seven months. It just turned off my brain. And then when I decided to come back in, I... Because, you know, it's language based and different calendars and yeah, a lot of the information, my brain just was like, dude, I don't remember any of this. Not like I don't remember it, but like I had to like really like study back up on it because it's, it can be complicated. Even now it's complicated to remember, like remembering the, uh, the months and stuff. Like I kind of struggled with that anyway. Uh, so my little six month sabbatical, like really put me back at square one, which is kind of good in a way too. It's good to. Especially if you have moments like that where you're like, I don't know, you know, should it, is this for me? Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, if you have those things to just go back to 
basics. Like I picked up my, uh, it's a Norse source, but I picked up the Prosetta today. I'm just going to go through that again, because why not? <laughs> you know, go back yeah. to the beginning. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to just refresh. So not I understand totally. you'll, you, you might notice if you check out the dates on my earlier blog posts, there was gaps of months in there where I would same thing would kind of happen to me, not sports for me, but, <laughs> but, uh, the same kind of thing would happen where I would feel like I kind of needed that break and not in praxis, but I mean, like in doing the online stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I did, uh, I used to do like articles and stuff. I don't think I've done one in like two, <laughs> like two, three years, but it's hard. Like your life happens, you know, like, from that time, I had a child about a year ago, and you know I work full time doing that. And you know it's not not to like uh, throw any shade at any monotheism religions, but it's kind of a lot easier if you just can go to church on a Sunday and hammer it out in an hour. You just can go. Like if yeah. you're like reconstructing, it's like work. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a you like you have to keep up on it. So. Mm-hmm. With that, with everything else going on, it's just—it's sometimes uh, that, you just need to take a break, you know. That—that <laughs> that was kind of one of the reasons we wanted to put up the website and why we do our blogs and stuff because we're trying to make it easier for people to, uh, where they don't have to do all the homework themselves. They can kind of cheat off of us and then adapt as they see fit. Oh, a hundred percent. If I wouldn't have found. Um specifically it was actually your old website and uh, the wind of the world treat site like if i wouldn't have found those i probably would have stayed uh in the norse realm even though it, like again it just like the ritual and stuff it was fine i just i, I just didn't feel that connection to deity in that I, I i always kind of felt like it's like hey i'm here but like notice me <laughs> it just felt like no we're not going to because you're not quite there you're not in the right spot you just need to slide over a little bit <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've I've noticed other people talking about that. I don't have anything to compare to because I never was in Norse heathenry. I came straight into Anglo-Saxon heathenry. But uh, other people have noticed that for them, the gods were more responsive when they to them when they switched to Anglo-Saxon heathenry. Yeah, of I course. Had... Though there are people who it it's the other way around. And yeah, for me, I, I think right? everybody has their own kind of style, and so the gods lead us to where we will be most comfortable, I guess. Or yeah, not, was... not necessarily most comfortable, but most in tune with our style. Yeah, and that's 100% what it was. Like, I would, you know, I have a, I have, I basically made a Bible. <laughs> I have like a little leather bound book with a tree of life on it, and I would write down like, you know, the, the typical prayer that you'd start with the, the ritual and everything. And I'd had them and I'd, for each deity that I would worship, I would have like the, it all written out. And when I would do like it in the Norse way, it just like, I was doing it and I was like, okay, this feels right. But there was like, it felt like there was just like a piece missing. And I was like, maybe that's something I'm doing or something. It's just, I didn't have, there's just like a, almost like wiring in a way. If, if it's like electricity, you have the like connections there, but just the lights not going on. Like, you know, the currents there, you can feel it, but it's just not quite clicking. And that's what it was. And then sliding over to the Saxon realm, I could kind of, I was like, Oh no, this is better for me. <laughs> I understand a hundred percent. Like I said, that's in line with what others have, uh, told me. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's, yeah just, so, and it's so cool when you finally get that feeling, like when you do it and you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, for me, I uh, I left Christianity in, I think it was some like June of 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started out as eclectic pagan. Yeah. Because I have, because my sister-in-law uh, what, has been pagan for years. And then my wife uh, grew up Wiccan. Her mother and father were actually the high priest and high priestess of their coven. Oh, cool. 
And uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to check out uh, paganism. And I wasn't sure where I was going to go yet, but I felt a strong draw to ancestral veneration yeah. to begin with. And so, and so that's what I started with. And I felt like my ancestors guided me to Anglo-Saxon heathenry, Ferencida. And by August of that year is when I, I have a receipt in my inbox, email inbox for a book I bought for Anglo-Saxon heathenry. And so I know it was about that time that I became an Anglo-Saxon heathen. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, like, I posted a picture on the new Instagram. It's actually how it is currently, because uh, I have... <laughs> I like to, you know, I like to buy little idols and I got all kinds of stuff. I had, um, like I have Osiris on there. I have a big Apollo one. <laughs> I have a, a Frigg and Thunor, even though they're technically the Norse ones. Cause I got them when I was in the Norse realm. Um, oh, who else? I had two archangels and a something else. So I was all over the place. Apollo. I'll still. And well, I guess Osiris too, but uh, I mean, when I was 13, I think I told the story in the last one, you know, my, I was Christian as a kid. My grandmother taught me how to like pray and she even like, oh, here's a little prayer that you say, uh, before bed or whatever. When, when she passed away, it wasn't like peacefully. So it really like ripped that Ooh. fate out of me. And even though I didn't, I didn't know anything about like Hellenic paganism or I didn't know that, that was even things that people did anymore, but I knew who Apollo was because I've. Yeah, I read a lot as a kid, so I was like, okay, well, I basically did Christian prayers, but instead of saying Jesus or God, I would say Apollo, just because I, I still needed that faith, even though my faith in that was, like, ripped. But then after a while, I just didn't do anything, and then when I started just, like, looking into New Age stuff, and then typically, I mean, nowadays, um, Buddhism's, like, super popular if you're into New Age, it's like the the hip thing to do so i was <laughs> i did a, i actually have a thing on my wall i did a course from columbia university in it so i i learned a, a fair amount but uh i don't know i have um a, a, a like connection to nature i just wasn't feeling it and i was i always had like polytheistic thoughts and like animist thoughts and i was like i'm gonna look into paganism because i'm more like I love the earth and I can, I feel like I can like feel the earth, if that makes sense. Yeah. That kinda, that's kind of like how I got into it. And the natural thing was, that's why I started with the Hellenic Romans. Oh, oh, Apollo from back in the day. Let's uh, look into that. But, um, like ritual and stuff, it just didn't, it didn't feel me like nothing wrong with it, obviously, but it just wasn't for me, even though I'll still, you, uh, have like, the heathen style with Apollo or Mars is a good one too. I used to uh, have Mars in there quite a bit, but uh, just the like style of the heathen ritual and stuff is a lot more my speed. So that's kind of how it like long story shorted into, uh, into that. Then here we are. <laughs> yeah. It see, seems like you took a, the roundabout way. Yeah. I took like a really weird way. Like it, it was like a 20 year journey. <laughs> to this point over because i was always interested like the the main driver for me like i have a like i'm obsessed with like the afterlife and stuff like i've i'm a very like if i get into it like even if it's a casual thing if i get into something if it's like a sport or a game or like i don't know a point of history like i'm always big on doing research i want to research and know as much as i can about it and the afterlife and dying is a big one because you never really know, right? So yeah, I would be, exactly. like obsess over it. So I'm like, I need answers. I need answers. And that's kind of like why I studied like 10 different religions. It was more of a, a thing. And then I kind of became a practitioner. So all in the quest of knowledge. I didn't uh, make my life uh, easy, any easier by picking this. Oh, yeah. Learning old English and all this. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe one day I'll. See, that's another thing I like about, um, like, in the server, when we have, like, rituals and stuff, it's like, oh, I'll actually get to hear how the names sound. <laughs> so, old English, good times. Hey, we, worse, we, we can't all be, uh, we can't all be geniuses with languages. I'm definitely not. <laughs> so, I understand. 
Yeah. It's fun though because it's uh, there's always something, right? Especially yeah. if you're enjoying learning, and there's always something you can kind of find. And I don't know. It just it just feels nice. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm back from the six months too. It's good to be in the in the server again. I was gone for what I was there before. I wasn't super talkative, but I was there. We've been glad to have you. I mean, you're some of the insights you've given and in, in in some of the discussions have been super helpful. I do so what I can. That that's one reason I love Discord. It reminds me of the old public forums that <laughs> I used to read about in the ancient world. Where people would get together and then just talk about whatever. And uh, you, you you can always learn from somebody with a different perspective. Well, it's like when you said uh, when you originally wanted to start doing the, the daily podcast. I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> I've been down this road. I've been doing them for like seven years. I've been on like nine. <laughs> if yeah, you need any insight, I've been around. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I want the audience to know this is the man that you have to thank for this podcast. If it wasn't for his encouragement and his uh, tips that he's given me on on how to do what, I would not have been able to even get off the ground. Well, I appreciate that. I think uh, so. I'm I definitely glad we had you. <laughs> it's a it's a complicated game. It can be. Uh, it is. Especially if like you're just dipping in, it's uh, it was a lot. Like I said earlier, it was a lot more archaic back in my day. It was like just straight up mixer, and I used to do it over Facebook Messenger back in the day. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, but uh, no, it's good, and you know, obviously you should subscribe to this. Well, I, I would assume you are if you're listening. But uh, the whole calendar, he tells you the the day, and you get to learn. It's easy to learn. It's like a two minute clip. You get a quote. Now it's on yeah. Apple. Yeah, and Google and Spotify and Anchor, of course. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I was late getting Apple and Google out there because uh, they take time. Apple, you have to go through like a approval process, and yeah, it's a pain. Well, the, the problem for me with Apple was it kept telling me I need to activate my my Apple ID. I'm like, yeah. I have activated it. <laughs> and apparently all I needed to do was freaking sign into iTunes. Yeah. Well, you didn't you didn't activate it the way they wanted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now I work uh, pretty closely with Apple. I know all about their little uh, all about their tricks. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I finally got it. And so uh, I'm hoping I can help people with Helping the calendar feel more normal, which that's pretty much the whole goal of of me starting a podcast was a lot of people talk. I've heard a lot of people mention that they have a hard time uh, feeling it with the calendar because we use a way different calendar now. And I thought, well, maybe a daily reminder of what the day is w- will be helpful to some people. And oh, for so, sure. And then the quote was pretty much an afterthought. <laughs> I'm like, what can I do to to round this out a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it's, instead of just being like, it's this day. Okay, bye. <laughs> just yeah. a little more. Well, like, at the time, like, um, if you're, like, just perusing the server, a lot of the Q&A, it's like, hey, what's the calendar? <laughs> like, I feel like that's one of... Probably the top three questions that get asked all the time is like, what kind of calendar? What, what's the, what that was it? me when I first started looking into the calendar because anytime I asked, everybody was like, oh, we don't follow that calendar. It's too much work and everything. Yeah. And me, I, I came from a... I grew up with, with a... Uh, in a tradition that the calendar was important. The Hebrew calendar was important. Yeah. And because it was some Jewish Christian hybrid that I grew up in. Yeah, the Hebrew and, was it, they're on they have like a different year set and everything, though, isn't it? Like Yeah. 5, it's like year right five thousand seven hundred yeah. something. But so I was wanting to learn about the calendar and I couldn't find anybody who actually followed it. So I did a lot of digging and 
I think that's probably what started my obsession with the calendar was me having to look so dang hard at figuring it out. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> and uh, and then I wanted to, since then, I've wanted to make it easier for people. Yeah. So that if somebody wanted to, not that anybody has to, obviously. Yeah. But if somebody wanted to, it's easier for them to figure it out. And yeah, so like that, I, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't follow, like, the daily day. Like, I, well, I follow the podcast, and I'll learn them. But uh, basically, like, what I do in a document, I have, like, the normal day. Like, say, the for the holiday, for the last one that happened on the 5th. Like, I have, uh, oh, jeez. Was it Sigatibir? Sigatibir. Sigatibir. So I have... Yeah, the, the I and the G kind of blend together to be a long E sound. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so you G's are difficult in Old English because there's like three different ways to pronounce them. And uh, uh, Be- Beofeld says, never trust the G. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I quote that all the time and I'm trying to figure out these pronunciations. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, go ahead with what you were saying. Yeah, like I just have a Word document that just has like the holiday and um like what actual date is in our calendar like because i obviously don't yeah. follow that calendar yet but i still like try to have them on the correct days of what they would be um but i i still have it in my own that way i can kind of, it's like i'm like half following the calendar because i mean we talked about it a little bit like you can use the wheel it is much easier it's right there but um i mean if you I'd yeah, at least so, do the ho- the do the holidays because you get more of them too. I think there's quite a bit here. Yeah, I don't so, count them out, for but. me, it feels more authentic to. Uh, it feels more authentic to, to use the uh, reconstructed calendar just because that's what the people who follow this religion that I'm trying to revive did. Yeah, so there's that feeling of authenticity to me. Yeah, and the the Saxon uh, holidays, uh, like a few of them, fall on the normal will of the year holidays as well. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, and so you're adding a couple more and just changing the names up a little bit. Today yeah, we can't pronounce. Yeah, because Yule, at least my understanding of it, is on the winter solstice. Yeah, and then the winter Feleth, B tells us straight up that it was. On the full moon of October. Yeah. And so I placed that on the full moon of Winterfeleth, or of Wintermonoth, winter month. And then, the, since he to- told us there's six months of winter, I put the beginning of summer six months from there, which gives us Aosterdai, or Aosterfest, whatever you want to call it. And so that's the beginning of summer. And since it's an Aoster's month, I name it after her. Yeah. And then with the sun, with the midsummer, it's pretty much just the flip of midwinter. And for the longest time, those are the only four holidays I had on my calendar page. And then decided I wanted to put more of them, so that's why I consulted with Osric and got his permission to use his holidays from the Ingvionic Society. Yes. And uh, so that's why I have have his. On that page because I wanted more holidays because it didn't feel complete only having four of them, you know. Yeah, I think on your old, um, the old calendar site there was only four, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- there was only the Aostradai, Midsummer, Winterfeleth, and Yeola, Yule. <laughs> I remember uh, when I had the, my little my old document. I I only had the four and I had to fill them in with. Uh, uh, I think I was at that time. I still might have been doing a couple Roman holidays so i had a few in there to like pomona and stuff but um now that you have the expanded with the uh was uh what was his name how do you pronounce it osric 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 um yeah having that expanded in and having more holidays because holidays are the best part you get to do a fun ritual i always do like a big feast and stuff and it's like you know a lot of the times nobody has like I, I'm celebrating by myself. I've never even met a pagan in, in real life, <laughs> outside of like Discord and stuff. I haven't ever met one, so it's just me like celebrating in my house by myself. So I like to like, you know, hey, I'm gonna make all this stuff. So I kind of like go all out for them, and that's not as fun when you only have four. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like yeah. to have one like once a month. 
I generally try to do a bloat for for each of the holidays, which for me is a more formal offering. Yeah. Like, I'll add a couple more things to my regular ritual format to make it more feel more formal. And then I'll try to have a nice meal with my wife. Yep. And that's pretty much all we can do, because to my knowledge, we don't have any other heathens in this general area. Yeah, yeah, there might be some hide around somewhere, but who knows? Yeah, like in my document, I have the uh, I have the date, the the holiday, and the next line I have like, um, the usual. It used to say deities, but uh, with ancestor and stuff now, Heathen Path have that. So I'll have like honored, and then I'll put like who I'm honoring, so I know. <laughs> uh, then I have like a food thing, so I I put in like I have this all done for the year usually. Yeah. And have like uh like what I'm gonna make for the menu and stuff. And sometimes like I'll make like regular whatever, but then I'll I'll go find like an old school, like way back when recipe to like recreate as like a special thing. And I I'll usually use that in an offering. And then I have um like ritual what I'm gonna do in there, and that'd be like my little holiday thing. Like um one thing I made once that was really good. They're called uh, I think they're called Globy, is how you pronounce it. It's an ancient Roman uh Deal. It's a uh, like lot of cheese balls that you like fry up and dip in honey. Mm. Oh god, they're so good. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> interesting. Like I'll, I'll make like normal like f- meal, and then I'll go find like a try to make like. Well, actually, I, I think I have it bookmarked in my phone. Somebody in a server somewhere put like it was like Anglo-Saxon bread uh, thing. So like oh, I yeah. bookmarked that, and I might try to redo that. That's probably either Bayern or uh, or Barbados, be my guess. Yeah, I, I don't remember which because uh, I'm in a couple of them. I'm in uh, like four, <laughs> so it could it could be in any of those ones. But um, yeah, well, it's, I mean, a, it's a little I, fun I, thing to do. I remember a few of them talking about their sourdough recipes. Yeah, one uh, that I did way back. Um, I tried to. Uh, well, I did make it. Uh, it was like. It's literally like the first bread recipe. It's from like ancient Sumer, <laughs> and mm. I made I made that. Man, it's dense. <laughs> that would like, be interesting to try bad, out. But it's it's super dense. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I think it's just water and flour. Like there isn't sugar because there wasn't any. There's no salt. It's just like water, flour, and like crushed up nuts. That would make sense though. <laughs> Yeah, hey, that was a long time ago. I dipped it in hummus, so it wasn't too bad, but man, I was chewing for days. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> well, that's a little fun thing I try to do, you know, like go yeah. back in the day, try to like recreate an old recipe, and then it's kind of a cool offering because I you put work into it, and it's yeah. like a unique thing that you only do once a year, right? So yeah. perfect for an offering. Yep. And um, I, I don't know if you've read my blog post about... Uh, about my framework for understanding offerings. No but problem. pretty much <laughs> the, the way I look at it is the more effort you put into an offering, the more you're giving to the gods. Oh, 100%. Like, it drives me nuts when I see people, usually see uh, from a lot of beginner people, that they think they have to, like, spend all this money and do all this crazy stuff. It's like, just make, like, a bread <laughs> or like a yeah. muffin or something like you don't have to i mean you can do that but i feel like it's it's more it's more effort than expense like yeah. if you make i don't know like a just like anything like i uh one offering uh with woden i did once i had i made like a homemade like honey cake it didn't cost me anything i had everything i had I, I had all the ingredients yeah i just took an hour and made it and that was my offering and that would probably be better than, you know, doing whatever. So it's all, and yeah. it's more fun that way too. It just, it's a more personalized way to practice. I mean, do whatever you want, but I don't know. I, I, I like to enjoy and like be a part of what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite offerings to give is I'll make some non-alcoholic mead. Mm. And, oh, uh, because it's, it's easy to make. I mean, it's, it's a little time-consuming, but it's easy to make. And so I I like to make some non-alcoholic mead 
because I've tried alcoholic and it never goes right. <laughs> <laughs> but the non-alcoholic mead, um, I feel like I've, I've gotten good responses too when I have offered that. Yeah, mead is, is really good. I haven't, uh, I've never had non-alcoholic. Like I don't, I don't drink like at all. <laughs> like literally. Same. I rarely ever drink. It's probably been, yeah, like. Uh, I get a bottle of Serono for Christmas, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, my mother buys me that every year. So I I drink that and that's it generally. But um, when I started practicing, like for like the big holidays, I would have like, um, we used to have it. We had, we don't have it here a whole, whole lot. It's like a once in a while thing that you can pick up, but it's like a probably 700 milliliter glass bottle of um, like local mead. And I would uh, use that in an offering on the big holidays, but it, cause it's so rare to get and it's expensive. So I don't, uh, I don't do it often, but I remember the first time I had it, I was like, man, this is good. <laughs> I've never had this before. I never even knew you could really get it still. It's very, it's, uh, I don't even think they have that kind anymore. I haven't had it in probably a year and a half. I haven't seen it in a while, but. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I used to get a, a twelve pack of Bud Light, cause that's all I'd ever drink, and it would la- it would last me maybe a year, because I'd only drink a beer every month or two, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I mean there was a time I was offering beer to to the gods, yep. but when I stopped doing that, the beer would last me forever, cause I like I said I'll have a I'll have a can like maybe one can like once every month or two yeah so they just, last me forever <laughs> i was on a work trip and i i went to a bar because i went there i hadn't been there in like five years so the last time i was there i went to this place so i went and i'm sitting at a bar and they're like what can i get you to drink i'm like i'll have water and they're like <laughs> like really i'm like yeah i just want a burger and a water let's go <laughs> <laughs> oh okay it's like yeah that, i'm that- no fun sorry <laughs> that that's probably a good topic for a uh, for another discussion but Ooh. it seems like heathenry everybody feels like you have to be alcoholics yeah and i'm like i mean yeah there's nothing wrong with offering alcohol i i do from time to time but i just don't like the whole you have to offer mead every single offering yeah okay why <laughs> I know. I think that's a another thing I find hard with. Like, and again, it's not the practitioners. It's more of like a like a what, the, what would you call that? An assumption. It's probably not yeah. the word I want. But uh, like when you come into heathenry, and I don't know, it's just <laughs> you get that from new people. Sometimes they have this like perception of like what it should be like, and it's like I don't know. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah. Like. I always found it funny because people would be like, oh, you know, did you, you watch Vikings? I'm like, no, I've never seen it. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, like I, I just like, I wear like turtleneck sweaters. I just like, a, I'm just like a dude. Like I don't, I don't dress yeah. up and all this stuff. Like I, I wear the, the hammer, the Milnir, but I, I'm just wearing like yeah. Adidas shoes and like a soccer jersey. Like, <laughs> I yeah, don't know, like uh... some people, will, I mean, it, it it has its places, like, you know, but um, it's like, no, I'm not, like, a cosplayer. I'm just, it's my religion. Like, it's not. Yeah. I don't like uh, that. Bailfeld has a series on, on his YouTube channel about imagined heathenry. It's all about the different <laughs> perceptions people uh, people attach to what is heathen. The music like, one was hilarious because yeah. you see that, and I'm like, yeah, I'd much rather like get if you can get me some like old Saxon tail bluegrass, I'd be all for that. Like I love bluegrass; that'd be great. Yeah, it's oh, way better than the droney well, music. <laughs> well, m- most of the music I listen to is classic country. Yeah, so, so I'm hundred percent on board band. with that. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, I used to play uh, play bass in a folk band. Like I'm not a crazy stuff. I just need just give me a little a mandolin. I, yeah i mean i won't be surprised if the thing that uh chases people away from this blog i mean this ep- this uh podcast is because of the country intro and country uh uh outro 
Because it's it's kind of a twangy country background music for those two. I, when, uh, when I first watched the first or listened to the first episode, I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> I was a big fan of it. I thought it was great. Because you usually get that like, oh, but, uh, it's like, what is yeah. that? <laughs> I, I was trying to be distinct. So, and then I thought about uh, Balefeld's video. I'm like, I'm going to try to find something that's at least a little bit more old time country. I love that. That was great. That's the vibe, man. <laughs> but uh, that and that, that that's probably a good good place to wrap up because it's just been was... forty minutes for just this segment. <laughs> I was looking at the time, like go to bed. But uh, th- th- thanks again for uh. For coming on the show, and anything you wanna you wanna say to the audience before we before we go? Um, I'll you know what I'll I'll be a little sappy, you know just just follow you know follow your path, stay true to yourself. Don't try to get uh, wrapped up in I don't know like perceptions of things. Just kind of do what feels right, you know. I am thinking about doing chats like this about once or twice a month, but that is up to you, the audience. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Byron dash Pendison forward slash message to leave your feedback. Thank you for listening to Manewer Truman Radio. Have a blessed day.